this is your bird story a broadcast of bird stories told by everyday people about their interactions and relationships with wild birds in cities i'm your host georgia solvera Siemens. Welcome to another episode of your Bird Story Podcast. I am outside in Washington Square Park with two people who I'm going to ask to introduce themselves. I'm Ted Gashow. I'm Tatiana Ginsberg. Tatiana and Ted have been doing bird counts in the park on a schedule as part of the wildlife survey here in Washington Square Park. And it's my pleasure to talk with them about their experiences. So I'm going to start off with Tatiana and ask, why did you say yes to this volunteer opportunity? It's a good question. I mean, I think we said yes, or I speak for myself, but I said yes because I think it's a great project that you and Loanne have been doing to track the wildlife in the park. Knowing that somebody is tracking all of it makes me feel kind of positive for the neighborhood that we are kind of paying attention to not just the human aspects of the city, but the animal aspects. And I was very impressed to know that you guys were doing this for so long. So when you were looking for help or other volunteers to do it, we thought it would be nice. I'm always looking at the birds anyway, and it seems nice that that can be put to some good use. I'm not actually sure how you guys use the data exactly, but if it can help the birds, and if it can help maybe change the park to be a little more bird-friendly, then that it would be really gratifying. On an annual basis, we submit a report to New York City Parks, the Natural Resources Group, and Loanne is really the data head and she does a really wonderful job with statistics. And then we make recommendations to the Parks Department in terms of changes that could be made in vegetation. So we shall see what comes of those recommendations. Your bird song in my head. <laughs> I wanted to ask about some of your favorite experiences while doing the survey. The survey's funny because it gives a sort of rigor to your bird watching. We, you know, we walk a regular pattern. We're sort of examining the canopy of trees, the midsection, and the ground. And so things become interesting that I don't usually notice when I'm looking at birds in the park. For example, there's this kind of anxiety, like, why aren't we seeing any birds? And then suddenly will hear birds, maybe not in the section we're in, but I've noticed, for example, that the blue jays come a little after we've started. Like, the birds here are not as early as the bird surveyors, and um, <laughs> they, they, they land in the corner, and you can hear them, and they slowly work their way across the park, and then the robins tend to come after, and they gather in the same trees on the southwest corner, and it's sort of like they get together as a group and then go out and work the park, and that's something I would never have noticed. That's a really great observation, and now that you said it, I do realize that (laughs) 
the actual count starts before the birds are more lively in this park. It's nice to be here in the morning because the birds can be the loudest sound. And you really feel it more as a natural place and not as a human playground. Yeah, I think the birds maybe are not as eager as we are <laughs> about getting out. Especially in the winter. You find the squirrels are all still asleep in the trees or curled up or something like that. But I, I think that's a very good point, though, that it really makes you aware of kind of what is happening on the natural level in the park and that you get more attuned to it because you're surveying because you're not just looking kind of for pleasure or interest and I think one of the things that I really like about it is that I tend when we're here just looking at birds to get excited about an unusual bird or something that's kind of like flashy or something that's like you know the the thing of the moment you know oh the thrushes are here or you know whatever it is and the survey makes me really appreciate all the animals that are here all the time sometimes you can be like oh there's a lot of pigeons but then you know, when you count them you have a sense of how many pigeons really are here all the time and and the hawks and the robins all the birds that you see a lot it makes me more aware of the life of the park and the animals that call it home as opposed to the animals that are coming through migrating. It's nice to sort of see both of those sides a little bit more. I agree with you there. There's this sort of steady rhythm throughout the year and then these peaks during migration and I think often we kind of focus on the peaks because I mean it's really quite incredible the migratory birds that come through but yet still there's life in the park year-round and it's nice to notice and appreciate that as well. I have so much respect for the birds like the robins who, you know, they stand around looking perplexed and you think these are kind of dorky birds, but they're... <laughs> they have a lot to be perplexed about. I mean, this is not the best place to find grubs or worms or crab apples and the things they like, and they're up against a lot that they actually seem to thrive here is amazing. Yeah, I'm not sure if you read that New York Times piece in the Metropolitan section maybe last week or two weeks ago about the increasing numbers of robins in the Northeast as it relates to climate change. Interesting. So I think it's, you know, the ground is warmer and softer so they have more access to food like earthworms Mm -hmm. through the winter yeah and i suppose then the fruiting season in the fall is much longer i recommend it it's one of those things where you're like i'm glad someone took the time to do this research but then also you think wow there are all of these changes happening and what are going to be the negative impacts on the wildlife that we really love. Yeah. 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 So you mentioned that for the count, you're often here before the birds are truly awake. And I'm wondering if there are any particular challenges you've had in the park with the count. There's a guy, actually really nice guy, very funny. He loves the squirrels. 
he comes here, he feeds the squirrels. He does it every day, religiously. He yells at me if he doesn't see me in the park. But the squirrels know him. And in the winter, he doesn't like to come so early. And I really feel like they've learned just to stay in their little hole in the tree until he's going to come. Because we can be here and we're like, why? We know this park is full of squirrels. Why do we have two squirrels on our list? So there are these funny interactions that I think throw things off a little. But again, that's the environment we're looking at and I guess he's part of it. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the challenges can be sometimes, you know, all of the things that are happening in the park can disrupt the kind of count or the way that the animals are using the park. And sometimes that's other animals. Sometimes you're like wondering why you don't see a lot of action in the section of the park and then you realize one of the hawks is sitting right there. And other times it can be because there might be human commotion or something that's kind of throwing off the animals. Even sometimes early in the morning, um, for example, we've noticed a lot lately that, you know, there's the dog runs, but a lot of people are letting their dogs off the leash in areas that are not the dog run. And so that can definitely throw off a whole sort of section of the park because the birds don't want to hang out where there's so many dogs. Especially the grass opposite the smaller playground. That, when the robins arrive, that seems to be a place they love to go. They all gather there, and if it's covered with dogs, where are they going to go? And they're not that crazy, I think. When the park gets too crowded, they don't like it. They don't hang around. So do they get cheated out of breakfast because they have nowhere to feed, you know, or, to, or does it at least limit where um, where you see them? One of the beauties, I suppose, of this survey is that through close observation, you are noticing these factors that impact the presence of birds and squirrels, and someone might then think, oh, well, perhaps this park is not a great place for birds or for squirrels, but we have this background information that is a, probably a factor in that and maybe thinking about management for example this is a park that shouldn't have dogs off leash so more enforcement of that rule right, right would make that lawn more habitable for robins and i know it's a park you know this is not a forest. This is a park. It's for people, but the birds use it too, and I think they don't have to be exclusive. Like you were saying about plantings, there are lots of beautiful plants that would also be wildlife friendly that could be in the park, and why not? And it just makes things richer. species are you looking forward to seeing as we get into spring migration? Well, I'm always a fan of the warblers. I just get so excited when we start to see, you know, the, the, the warblers and um, coming through. That always kind of makes me feel like it's really spring. And of course, it's wonderful to see the daffodils coming up now and all that, but I'm sort of wondering, you know, what of the bird life will sort of start to come through. I mean, I've seen some birds here 
for the first time, birds I've never seen anywhere else. Like, I saw a meadowlark last year, and we saw the scarlet tanager. I've seen birds, I still don't know what they were. <laughs> One thing I like about the migrating birds is sometimes they are not at all shy around people. I don't know if it's because they're not used to people, but because the park is small and the birds are in limited places, you can get a really good look at some of these birds. So, for example, the blue-gray gnatcatcher is a bird that I've seen at a distance. I've heard, I know it's there, but I've never really gotten a good look at a blue-gray gnatcatcher. And they do come through sometimes, so like that's a bird I would love to see the worm-eating warbler. <laughs> when we see the oven bird, it's like a, a holiday for us. Yeah. It's like first oven bird <laughs> season because we like the oven bird's walk. I mean, it's just little things like that just are really encouraging and helpful. And they really can make your day, you know, yeah. especially kind of right now when the season is so changeable. One day it's cold, one day it's wet, and the next day it's a little warm when you sort of see some of the animals starting to change and come through and you see the animals behavior change a little bit too you know what are they doing are they building nests are they using the park differently well even what are they doing i mean the whole it's amazing that these birds literally drop out of the sky during migration <laughs> on right here i mean you could see practically any bird that you can see i'm not going to see an ostrich but you can see practically any bird that passes through here and that's remarkable I mean, we've seen what, a cuckoo, something I didn't expect, mm. you know, expect to see here. That yeah. um, I think was sort of stunned, just sitting on the ground, and just sort of sat with it for a while. It's amazing. I really wouldn't have thought that a small patch of green like this could have so much interesting wildlife going on. Yeah, I think that's really true, and I think also doing the count has made me more aware of bird song, the, oh, yeah. the sounds yeah. of the birds, and I'm not great at identifying birds by sound. Ted's much better than I am, but it does kind of tune you in to listen for the birds, and then you see them more because you're listening, so you're sort of working with all your senses in a lot of ways, and I think that's really interesting. And what got us started was really sort of tagging along with you and Loyan, and you guys know so much and have such good eyes for the birds I mean, Loyanne, I don't even know, like she's getting insider information about the birds <laughs> she's, one day I remember she pointed to a tree and said, oh look, it's the great crested flycatcher and I'm like, she's making this up, I don't even know there is such a bird, what is where is she getting this? and sure enough, it's there it is, that was really a spur to like oh my gosh, there's so much here that even, you know, we don't notice and a few years ago, I had written off Washington Square Park as, you know, house sparrows and pigeons, and that, I mean, that's, there's certainly a lot more than that. There are house sparrows and pigeons, but there's a lot of other stuff yeah. happening here. Yeah. Well, any last thoughts about the park or the counts that you do? One thing that I was th just thinking about as we were talking is that sometimes when we're walking around and, you know, writing down the birds, it's interesting the people who 
kind of stop and get interested in what you're doing. And sometimes people are kind of curious, they want to know what you're seeing. Sometimes people offer you information, like a guy who's sitting by the chess boards or something tells us um, one morning, oh, there's a, you know, you can also go to Van Cortlandt Park, and he's telling us some other really good burning spots. So people are often more curious or kind of engaged than I would have thought. I mean, so there's certain people who are just looking at you like you're crazy when you're <laughs> doing walking around, slowly writing things down. And other people are curious as to what you might see, you know, stop and, and kind of ask you what you've seen. That's kind of always interesting to me. Yeah, there are a lot of people in the park who like to talk, and that can be a kind of impediment to getting it <laughs> done. And sometimes it's interesting, and other times it slows you down. There is that sort of, you want to engage, but you're on the transect, so you right. have to, it's a trade-off. Well, I thank you both so much for being volunteers and for agreeing to be interviewed again for the podcast and it's still raining right now i really appreciate you standing in the rain with me thank you both <laughs> thank you. and ted Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Your Bird Story. Like, share, subscribe, and we'll see you back here next month.